Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 517, recorded live on Saturday, June 17th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who is ready to go, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who almost started without having an intro ready, Andy Lowe. Hi. Almost. Almost. It was really funny. I would have been like... I was just waiting and, and thought about letting you go through it and be like, welcome to another episode of the RA Podcast. Random yeah. Access Podcast. And then I would have looked and seen there was no intro, and then I would have had to... Stop. Stop, yep. But aha! I took my problem and made it an asset. The fact that you didn't have an intro. The fact that I didn't have an intro was the intro. I'm good like that. Yep. Yep, so yeah, there he so, I mean, usually I get up like 15 to 20 minutes before we're, we're supposed to start recording and get over to the computer and start looking at a couple things that we've posted and finding a couple other things. And then I get a message from Andy saying like, hey, what's the status? And so today I'm like, OK, I'll get up. I'll, I'll find some topics. I'll put them on. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, Where the hell is Andy? And so I, this is this is, I think, the first time I've gotten to send Andy the status question mark. I, I did remember telling you, though, that I was probably going to be slightly late today. Well, yeah, last week. But, I mean, slightly late is what I usually am. Yeah. So I was just wondering, like, what that was, you know, where where it was. I have no problem with it. I, I'm not saying this to be like, oh, how dare Andy do that? Yeah. I was just amused by it. So, um, yes, no, I, uh, I I got here now, and we got everything set, and yep. now we're recording. We are. Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I the, the thing says that we're recording. Okay. I am watching levels go back and forth for both of us. All right, so we're recording. Yes, yes we are. It was E3 this week. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I I'm assuming we're just going to jump right into topics. I, I didn't know if there was any other small talk you wanted. No, no, there wasn't really much of anything. You could talk about what what was going on and why you sent me a text of drama drama drama. No, because that drama's in the past. Okay. Drama Llama is gone. <laughs> Dra- Drama Llama? Really? There's got to be. Hey, look, Drama Llama gif. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do I want to know? Do I want to know? I'm not asking you, Andy. I'm asking myself and I'm asking the listeners of Do I Want to Know? Echoing their questions of Do They Want to Know? No. No, I'm actually pretty good without knowing. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, E3 happened, and I'm going to give it a resounding meh. Which is really amusing, because that's what we went in with the expectation of. Yeah, we went in with the expectation of this E3 is not going to be very exciting, and it lived up to that expectation. And yet, I still felt disappointed. (laughs) We talked about this last week, that like, oh man, this E3 is just going to be garbage, right? There's nothing that we're going to see. No one's working on anything fun and exciting. Like, yeah, we talked about what it would be cool to see and what we'd want to see, but we both went into it knowing that, like, there's just not that much that's happening right now. It's, you know, it's it's Microsoft announcing the, the Scorpio, it's PlayStation messing around with VR and not much else. And it's Nintendo Switch. And we looked at that like, yeah, no, you know, no big studio is probably working on anything super big. And there was there was literally one thing I was excited about. Yeah. And that was the new Assassin's Creed game, which had already been announced pretty much. Yeah, no, it, it had been leaked a couple of times already on different like Reddit forums and 4chan forums. 
So everybody knew what it, it was going to look like. It had also been announced. <laughs> like, this was not the announcement. This was just more information about it. Well, this was the first actual video gameplay. Ah. So, yeah, everybody, everybody knew what the name was and what it was going to look like. But, um, oh my gosh, side note, the collector's edition of Assassin's Creed Origin. Which one? The, uh, well, the collector's edition. Which one? Which one? There are like eight versions of this game coming out. There's the base and then there's everything for collectors. All right. So what of uh, the Dawn of the Creed legendary edition? Okay. Do you know how much that one is? Uh, $500. Nope. How much? $800. $800. And it comes with? Okay, here we go. This is what it... Like this two is. statues? All right, no, here we go. Here's what it comes with. There is a 28-inch resin statue of your main character. 28 inches, by the way. Two foot. Two right? foot Over tall two statue. statue. The collector's certificate of authenticity, numbered one to a thousand, because there's only a thousand... <laughs> yes, it's a limited quantity of a thousand well that's probably about how many people i'd expect to pay eight hundred dollars for a statue but that's but wait there's more and the bragging rights of i have one of a thousand of these yeah so then there's the the certificate of authenticity an exclusive replica of his eagle skull amulet in resin two exclusive assassin's creed origins steel books what the heck is a steel book oh is that like a fancy game case is that what that is yeah i think uh, so i say yeah definitively i'm pretty sure that's what it is uh four large lithographs signed by the studio artists the assassin's creed origins gold edition which is the base game the digital deluxe pack and the season pass the game's art book, the game's official soundtrack, a printed version of the game's hand-drawn world map, two original art cards, and that's it. That's that's what you get for for eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Okay. Now, just so you know, if eight hundred dollars is too much for you, there is the hundred and sixty dollar version, which, which is comes, the, which the, the doesn't the, come with what. Um, well, uh, it's okay. So you have the original game with the base game, digital luck packs, and season pass. There is only a 16-inch statue rather than the two-foot-tall one. Uh, you still get the amulet. Uh, you still get a steel book rather than, I think, two steel books. So there's just one steel book that you get. Uh, the game's art book, the game's official soundtrack, a printed version of the hand-drawn world map, two original art cards. There's a hundred. Ask again for clarity's sake. What is missing? From the eight hundred dollar one. Uh, let's see. You, you're losing one of the steel books, and you're, you're losing, losing the numbered thing. Yeah. Uh, you're losing the signed lithographs, and you're missing a foot of statue. Yes, you're missing a foot of statue. And there are even more versions, right? Like yeah. those are two, but there's there's price points everywhere from like fifty dollars up to eight hundred dollars. Yes. So what what are you going to purchase it on? I'm probably going to have to purchase it on PC, which means... you don't have a console. Yeah. I, I do not have a console that can currently run this game. So right. I would have to get it on PC. Granted, I don't think I have a PC right now that could run this that game. That could run this game. <laughs> so you have to decide then of whether or not you're getting a, an upgrade to your PC, a new PC, or just a console. Or I could just actually play the other Assassin's Creed games that I have that I have not finished yet. And just come back to this one later? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you know, it's not like you're about to have a, a major shift in your expenses in your life or anything. <laughs> have a major shift in expenses and time commitments, you know. And lifestyle. Yep. You know, just not going to have my whole world kind of flipped upside down. Yep. On a totally unrelated topic, I went over to my friends that just had a baby like a week and a half ago. 
Completely unrelated. Completely Uh, unrelated, yes. Oh my god, their kid is cute. She's so adorable. (laughs) Spends most of her time just crying. Crying and sleeping. There's some eating and some pooping in there as well, but that... There's a lot of eating and pooping. Yep. And gas. Evidently, like, infants can't control gas at all no you take it for granted right you just you when when you have gas you take for granted of of how to handle that they cannot (laughs) thus the crying and the burping oh hey you always live in interesting times (laughs) that is not going to be a problem for you andy nope so e3 that's what we were talking about we were still on e3 yes uh, and the the underwhelming performance so you saw assassin's creed and you were happy about that that's that's literally it. That was the only thing that really made now, me excited. Was that the only thing that you saw or the only thing you were hoping for? Because there was some other cool stuff. It just was underwhelming. It, I, you know, I, the rest of it, the rest of it was like, OK, yeah, no, that's a price point. That's great. Sony's oh, doing Sony. That's also Sony's great. Doing Sony, but like Sony's got God of War. True. They're revitalizing the God of War. Um, there's another Uncharted coming out. That Which I feel like the female lead. I I feel like I have to you know I have to play those games at some point. You and me both. I've I've yet to play any of the Uncharted's, and I'm Brendan keeps saying like they're really really good. That's what I've heard. I, like I've heard because they they've done enough of them. They're making right. a movie. I feel like you know it's a series. And it was that one I'm, of their major announcements was that they're revitalizing the series. Yeah. So we got to play this. So the the God of War one looked really interesting because I remember like vaguely seeing God of War. It was a big thing when it came out, but I I wasn't into it. And it was like the action RPG platformer, and it just didn't didn't grab my attention. But I remember looking at it and being like, "Wow, that's just gratuitous sex and violence." And now I look at the the new one that they've announced. And I'm like, "Holy shit! They have moved beyond gratuitous sex and violence, and like they want to tell a story using these characters." Mm-hmm. So that looked pretty cool. New Monster Hunter game looked pretty awesome. I mean, it's Monster Hunter, so it's yep. it's that like kill things and use their teeth to make bigger things to kill more things. I'm. <laughs> One uh, speaking of games that you know I wanted to play, mm-hmm. Shadow of the Colossus was always a game that I wanted to play, and they just remade that. Yeah, and they just said they're making a remake for the PS4, and it's like son of a bitch. Because <laughs> wasn't wasn't the original it, one a PS2 game? Yeah, yeah, and it is a remake. It is it is not a reskin. It is not oh we took the same code and added additional assets and made it you know high definition like they they rebuilt the game. Like that's another game I really, you know, wish I could play. So that's that's a game that is going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Right. It, I don't think it's in there yet, but it's going to end up in there sometime. Yeah. It well, it was one of those things where, you know, it it wasn't a smash out success. Right, but it it was a heavy, heavy influence. Yes, game designers love it. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, no, it's 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 not an outsider's game, but it's definitely you know, it's almost like an inside baseball game sort of thing. Yeah, which I always hate, but in this case, I'm willing to put up with. Oh wow! So there's a Wikipedia article that list of video games considered the best. All right, sure. This is a list of video games that have been consistently been ranked among the best by video game journalists, critics, and publications. So they take, they're literally taking a list of the lists and just finding out in aggregate what the best ones are. Okay. Um, so what's on said list? Should I look up this list? Well, they, they go by how many times it showed up on a list. So, you know, the number one there is Legends of Zelda or 
or Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, Ocarina of Time has been on 48 of the 88 lists yep. that they have. So, yeah, you go down this list and you're like, yeah, I, no, that's... I can that's... get behind this. I, yeah, I, get... I mean, isn't this the... It, it's the average of the averages, right? Like, yeah. this is the... So, Ocarina of Time, Tetris, Mario 64, Link to the Past, Chrono Trigger, Street Fighter 2, Final Fantasy 7. Interesting that 7 is above any of the other Final Fantasies. 6 is down lists. there slightly. Yep. Super Metroid. So, ready? Ready? This is yep. great. People won't recognize this right away. Nintendo, 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 everything. Nintendo, 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 PC. <laughs> right? Yep. If you go down that list, Zelda, Tetris, Mario, Zelda, Chrono Trigger, Street Fighter was everything, but really it was Nintendo. It was on the SNES. Uh, Final Fantasy, oh shit, that's not Nintendo. My bad. No, they had Final Fantasy was PlayStation. PlayStation 2. Yeah, so Nintendo, 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 basically Nintendo, PlayStation, PlayStation, Nintendo, 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 PC. Super Metroid, Mario World, GoldenEye, Half-Life, Resident Evil 4, original platform, they even list it here, GameCube, so Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation, Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation, Nintendo, Nintendo, uh everything bioshock yeah but bioshock was pc or was um xbox 360 first okay so xbox so like, finally of but of those tops of the like very frequent ones like those are all nintendos yeah holy shit blizzard owns the next section <laughs> yep right starcraft uh diablo warcraft wow though that is a lot of nintendo at the top there is also a a matching list by the way list of video games notable for negative reception where's that list at oh also on wikipedia list of video games notable for negative reception yep there we go now this is not the average of averages this is just here's a list of video games that have gotten really 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 bad reviews or uh went down in history for reasons like Custer's Revenge. Custer's Revenge, um, E.T., for obvious reasons. The Atari version of Pac-Man, which was god-awful. Shaq-Fu. Yeah, some of these were just bad games. Carmageddon 64. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of the games on here is Friday the 13th, the Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. We own that. Why? I don't know, but that's one I could never. I tried playing that game and I could. It was just always so bad. It was just bad. And no wonder everybody else thinks it's bad as well. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have to go through this list at some time because that just oh. <laughs> played this played this. Oh, my God, that would be such a terrible dare. <laughs> Do that for. um Oh, what's the what's the one 24 hours of gaming? Is it Extra oh, Life? The Extra Life Marathon? Yeah. Be like, I will pay you $1,000 in, in charity. I will donate that for you to play as many games on this list as you can. And you must play each of the games for at least like an hour or something. I mean, you can't. Not in a day. Well, I know, but you just start at the top of your list and start working your way down. But some of the bad games are bad, but if you're stuck playing that, oh. Oh, this is terrible stuff. So speaking of disappointment, what else was what else about E3 was news? Oh, um, um, so some other cool things. So Nintendo announced and didn't say anything more about it. They have announced and that is it. Metroid Prime 4. Okay. 
Well, that that said, I watched the the little announcement, the reveal trailer, right, and got like goosebumps. But if you go and look at the details, release date to be announced, platforms, Switch. That's it. <laughs> Developer to be announced, plot to be announced, <laughs> gameplay style to be announced. Like there was nothing in there. They this could have been thrown together two days before E three of like you know we should probably start working on Metroid Prime four. But it's there. So that's a thing. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, the other the other really interesting one, the one that I'm kind of excited about is Marvel's response to the Arkham series. Oh, the Spider-Man one. Yeah. That could be interesting. So first off, a couple things about this. One, it's Sony exclusive, which makes sense because... Sony has Spider-Man, yeah. Sony owns Spider-Man, exactly. It is not tied to the movie. This was made completely independent of the new movies. Well, that's good. The same with Arkham. The Arkham series was made completely separate. Right. It is the the same idea of like, you know, a lot of takedowns and stealthiness because you're Spider-Man, but also you're Spider-Man. And it was written as Spider-Man. So it's a it's- lot less dark than the Batman <laughs> It, I mean, it's it's actually the the demo is almost exactly the opposite of that. It's it's this really bright uh, daytime activities, but it's just got all these great little callouts to the Marvel universe that you exist in. So there was the thing about like Fisk Industries, Stark Industries. Um, you know, all the, the shield stuff exists. It's just, it's very well done. And I'm super, super excited for it. I never really got into the Arkham games and maybe I should, but I'm super excited for this. Come on. Don't you want to be going around the city as Spider-Man? Oh yeah. No. And like I said, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Arkham games. I still need to finish. Um, uh, I'm partway through Arkham Origins, which was weird, but it wasn't actually done by the same guys, so that makes sense. Uh, and then I still have to do Arkham Knight as well, so... Um, Bethesda's doing more Skyrim. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah, I was really hoping for an Elder Scrolls Six announcement. Even a, like, yeah, this is gonna be what we start doing next. And let's talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? Alright. Scorpio. Sorry. Formerly known as Scorpio. <laughs> Now known as the Xbox One X. The Xbox One X. Which someone pointed out is rather amusing, because if you abbreviate that, it's the XBOX. <laughs> oh. It's the Xbox, right? You get it? Yeah. Because it's XBOX. Yep. Yeah. So they showed it off, and this is. Here's the thing. I, years ago, years and years ago, I wrote a little essay uh, that I called the the coming crash. I don't, I never published it. I never sent it to anyone, but I wrote an essay about like game companies need to understand that pushing the hardware and the graphics to the limit will only get them so far. This was back in like PlayStation 3 versus Xbox 360 and like you you have to change your focus and that video game publishers need to change their focus and Microsoft and Sony need to change their focus or they are going to fall back into the same pit that we ran into in the 80s where it's just garbage 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 and it's going to crash the market and i was i was kind of happy to see that after the PS3 and the Xbox 360 a lot of the focus was taken away from just the graphics right we started getting games with more in-depth story we started getting Nintendo doing batshit crazy things with the Wii U and with the Switch and with even the Wii itself. They did some really creative stuff. But Microsoft doesn't seem to have picked up on this because their entire presentation was focused on, look at all this awesome hardware. We have an eight-core CPU. We have 
uh, what is it, like 16 gigabytes of RAM. 12 gigabytes. 12 gigabytes of RAM and an 8-core CPU. I like Microsoft, that's that's my PC from five years ago. I don't care. No one cared. It wasn't this like, oh, look at all this stuff. You're getting laws of diminishing return. Yeah. Which is funny, though, because that's, you know, that's what VR was supposed to be filling the hole, right? Or no? Well, VR was was a creative, right? VR was a, a different. It was a new. And they, oh. Now, HoloLens is, is like, creative and new, but that's not being done by the same group. That's not their, their Xbox division. So Scorpio is super powerful. Great. That's what the Xbox One should have been. I still maintain that the Xbox One and the PS4 were both um, half generation. Because they, they needed to get something out there because the 360 was looking long in the tooth. 360 was getting long in the tooth. Nintendo had already gotten the Wii U out and they both wanted to beat the other one to market. Yeah. And it's obvious now that they both fucked up, that they should have sat on it for another two years and come out with the PS4, which now we call the PS4 Pro, and the Xbox One, which they now call the Xbox One X. I wonder if I still have that paper somewhere. Hey, I've got The Coming Crash. Written June 10th, 2005. Well, there you go. I even have sources. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. It's only like three pages. Anyway. Oh, fun fact. I'm taking uh, computer science classes again, right? Sure, yes. So it means I'm now technically a UW student. Okay. So I got Microsoft Office for free. Nice. Because I'm a student again. Ha! Huh? means I can get student prices at movies, too. Yeah, our student prices at movies are like a dollar off, and it's like, well, that's great. I need to actually, like, go get my student ID. So, yeah, so the uh, we do have to say that one other neat thing is the fact that there's going to be backwards compatibility now. From Xbox One to Xbox. Not Xbox 360. Xbox. Xbox. How many... X- you know what? Where'd that list of best video games go? I think How many of these are Xbox games? Are on Xbox. KOTOR um, and Halo, the original. Yeah, I think that's, that's just those two, right? It. Yeah, everything else is Xbox 360 or not Microsoft. Woo! I get to play old Xbox games. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> That's so exciting. And how is Robotron so far down on this list? That's not fair. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, Andy. Is is um, backwards compatibility that big a thing for... for? We just talked about this last week, that backwards yeah. compatibility is a thing. But is it that much of a thing from Xbox? I don't know. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> yep. Now, I am wondering... I, I try to look at things from multiple sides. So I'm looking at this Xbox One X thing. I'm going back to how strong it is and focusing on the specs. And maybe maybe Microsoft is trying to pull a valve. Maybe they're saying, like, look, we we know we don't have the best track record for games. And so we don't want to focus on the game. We want to focus on the platform and let other people make really good games. But if that's the case, they're still doing it wrong. Because the Xbox One X isn't the next console, right? It's It's supposed to play exactly the same games as the Xbox One. Sorry, I'm looking at this list of the Xbox games. And yeah, I'm just trying to find anything that I would actually... Like, this is a nice benefit. It is not a reason to buy an Xbox One. No, no, it's not. Certainly not an Xbox One X. No, nope. There is there's no, nothing in there that's like, oh man, I gotta have an Xbox X, Xbox One X, Xbox One Xbox, uh, so that I can play <laughs> this game. A man, a plan, a canal, Panama? 
Well, someone did like one Xbox, where it was a picture of an Xbox, one Xbox box, which was the box that the Xbox came in, one Xbox, X, uh, what was it, one Xbox One, the Xbox One, one Xbox One box, one Xbox, one Xbox One X, one Xbox One Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not really seeing it. Yeah, just backwards compatibility. That's great. It's like I do. It is nice to have, but yeah, no, it's not a selling feature really much anymore. Well, it, the thing is, it is. If they said, "Hey, here's the Xbox One. It plays all Xbox 360 and Xbox games." That's nice. Yeah. No. That, okay. It's nice, but once again, it's the theme of this E3 was. Eh, it's nice. Like that's okay. It's cute. Yeah. There were some. Uh, there. There were some bright spots at E3, but they just, they were still underwhelming. Yes. I'd say the winner this year, as much as there can be a winner at E3, Nintendo. Nintendo announced a new Metroid game. They announced a new Kirby game. They announced, uh, they didn't announce, but they revealed more of Super Mario Odyssey. Like, just the whole Switch is doing very well. It's mostly like Nintendo didn't disappoint. Everyone else, even though the expectations were set super low, it still felt disappointing. Nintendo was like, we're working on some stuff. It's not, you know, it's not the best, but we're, we're, we are working on stuff. Like, this is what we're doing. Everyone else was just like, yeah, here's, here's what we got. It's okay. That was my takeaway. That's how I felt about E3 this year. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds, sounds about right. All right. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, Age of Empires uh, is, is coming out in 4K. That was another thing for me, 3. You know, I've never actually played any of the Age of Empires games. I think it's I have. Very popular game. Hold on. Let me check my Steam. I think I've got one of them in there. Very popular game. Hey, look at that. Steam needs to update. Anybody surprised? Steam no, needs to update? Not at all. I'm no. really amused by the start of this article from Eve. According to the internet, about 8% of men are colorblind, so some quick napkin math would mean that about 7.999% of EVE players are colorblind. <laughs> I, on the one hand, I'm amused by it. On the other hand, come on, that's really sexist. That's like, oh, girls don't play EVE at all. Girls don't play games. I'm sure there are female players. I'm sure there are women playing EVE. Oh, I don't doubt it, but it's EVE, <laughs> so... I, I would love to actually see what the male-female percentage is. But is that a commentary on, on the sex, or is that a commentary on Eve? I think that's a commentary on Eve. That, like, it caters to men. But it, it doesn't, like, I can't think of anything in that game that caters to men. No, it's, it's just... And maybe I just, I haven't played enough of it, but it still seems like a poor choice to, to approach that. On the other hand, it is, it's really funny, because it's like, ah, ha, ha, look at us, we can't appeal to women. But yeah, no, Eve is doing a colorblind version of the game now, which I think is nice. nice. It's I always love when the, the game companies specifically design things to be... Accessible? Accessible, yeah. Like, I, I don't know, I feel like that might just be something that should be standard. Yes, it should be standard, but, you know, it's one of those things where people realize, well, like, wait a second, you know, our game has problems, we're going to make it accessible to everyone. Yeah. Does Factorio have a colorblind... Because it's one of those things where it's like, I think if I... Oh, I don't have that on my phone anymore. I used to have a, a thing on my phone where I would just go to grayscale. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to try try to play some of the games in grayscale rather than, you know, full color. And some of the games still... You can still, you know, do stuff. Other games, no. <laughs> nope. So I have to... I, you know, I kind of have to give Eve props for that. Where they're like, yeah, we have a problem and we're fixing it. Neat. You know what also has got problems? Many things. Anybody who tries to repair a Microsoft Surface laptop? The new one. 
The new one, yes. Why Why are they having problems? Well, iFixit, company yeah. that you know, is known Publishes for tearing, guides on how to tear things down. Yeah, I used their stuff to replace my phone screen once. It was actually really nice. It was like, here is the next screw to unscrew. Put it here. Here is the next thing to do. Put it here. And like with video tutorials, like yep. this is what it looks like to take this piece off. If you don't see it happening like this, you're doing it wrong and you may have just broken your phone. So what are they what are they saying? Um, they're saying that they give it a zero out of 10 for fixability. Whoa, that's a very low score. Yes. Are there other scores that are just as low? Uh, no, I don't think so. But this one... I, mean, I feel they, like some of the Apple products have to be yeah. a zero out of 10. Yes. Um, so they, they there were actually no screws on the outside, so they had to get a pry tool. Um, they're trying to pop clips and peeling adhesive, and it's not really working. Holy shit. I'm looking at their actual teardown. Yeah. And they like, before they even tear it down, they x-ray it. So they, they look at the, uh, they look at what they think are reusable clips, but no, they're actually ultrasonic spot welds that they've been busting through. So they have been literally breaking it apart without it being able to go back together again. Oh, what? All right. So you are not opening this thing up yourself. No. In fact, this... you are probably not opening this thing up. Yeah, no, they're, uh, okay, so they got all step 11 and everything else like like that <laughs> verdict the surface laptop is not a laptop it is a glue filled monstrosity there is nothing about it that is upgradable or long lasting and it literally cannot be opened without destroying it <laughs> wow yeah the cpu ram and onboard storage are soldered to the motherboard the headphone jack can only be accessed by removing said heatsink fan display and motherboard which as we said is not actually held by any clips, but it's literally spot welded together. <laughs> so, like, I, 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 like, if there's a problem, you take it back to repair. Do they just literally just, you know, transfer over your files and give you a new one? Maybe if you're lucky. Repairability score zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Teardowns. What's the repairability on the iPad? I'm curious. Oh. Uh, let's check that. Okay. Two. So. The new iPad has a two out of ten. This is less than an iPad. Damn. Yeah, so uh, we, this could be a larger discussion about, you know, reusing, repairing rather than, or what is, what's the thing like, uh, not don't throw away, but, you know, something else. But this this feels like this is literally throwaway electronics. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. They have a product called the Eye Opener. Isn't that just like a heat pad in order to uh, melt to the glue To soften the glue. Yeah, that is literally what it is, the heat pad to help soften the glue. But it's the Eye Opener. It's adorable. One may even say it's an eye-opening experience. Magnetic project, Matt. Yeah, so that the screws that you put down don't go anywhere. Nice. Like, why didn't I think of that? I think I've got some iFixit tools on my uh, Amazon wish list for Christmas. Maybe add a magnetic pad? Yeah, I'll have to look at my list. Oh, shoot. I never mailed back that mu- coffee mug. Shoot. Do I, do, do I still? Yeah, hold on. I got to check that. <laughs> I ordered a coffee mug, and it turns out it was slightly taller than what was listed. Okay. So it doesn't fit in my Keurig. Ah. And so I put in an order to mail it back. What, Amazon? You want me to... Stupid Amazon, it's... Yes, you have to log in when you click on your orders. I know. Uh... No, but it's asking me to type in the new characters that I see. Well, it's just making sure you're human. Yeah, I Problem is, I just changed my password and I can't remember what it is. So every time I type in my password, password managers, man, 
comes up with a really super strong password. There we go. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Return started. All right. When do I need to mail it in by? Won't. Did I already miss the... Uh... I think I might have missed the return window. Window? Because I'm clicking to view the return label and instructions, and there's nothing there. Oopsies. <laughs> Damn it. Uh-oh. Yep. See if there's something in my Amazon or my email. Your return. Send by Monday, June 5th. Yeah, that was a little while ago. Yep. Hey, Dave, you want a coffee mug? <laughs> How, I'll, I'll have to see a picture of this mug. Um, we should probably get back to what we were talking about, though. Oh, the uh, unrepairability the of the... Yeah, the podcast. Right? Yep. Kind of got a little sidetracked there, Andy. Well, speaking of Amazon... Yeah! Two things. One, kind of amusing, but also really terrifying. The other, well, kind of amusing, but also really terrifying. <laughs> um, Amazon put in a bid to purchase Whole Foods. <laughs> oh. I, I have a feeling that, like, this was an accident. This was like Jeff Bezos said, like, hey, go buy me something from Whole Foods. And and someone misunderstood. And now yeah. they, they, like, they can't, they, they have to save face, right? They can't be like, oh, no, this was an accident. We didn't actually want to buy Whole Foods. They have to be like, oh, yeah, no, we're, we're totally buying Whole Foods. Yeah. What? I like that. I like that literally one of the titles is called An Online Retailer Walked Into a Salad Bar. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I love it. Like, what? Why? They they have, like, nothing in common. Amazon is trying to buy Whole Foods. I don't know why. I don't know the purpose. I don't know what they want to get out of it. I've been sitting here trying to figure that out. What is Amazon getting out of buying Whole Foods? Um, Amazon Fresh. But it's not like Whole Foods has a distribution network to support that. No, but you, <laughs> they, there, there, there are, how many Whole Foods are there? Hundreds of them? Couple hundred. So the, the online Instacart delivery from grocery store to doorstep with like Fresh Direct and that sort of thing there. Right. But like... Am I am I going to go to Amazon and say, like, deliver me this and it'll come from Whole Foods? Again, Whole Foods doesn't have a distribution network to support that. <laughs> yeah. I love, so I'm Amazon really the, can't be buying them for their network. No, it's um, <laughs> literally I'm looking at, I'm reading another article and they say uh, it's unclear how Amazon will use Whole Foods. Right. The company would not go into detail about its plans. I mean, clearly it has to do with their grocery side. Clearly yes. it has to do with the food. But I really struggle to see this one. I mean, why Whole Foods? Why not like Menards or Kroger? I don't know. Is, it, is, is, is there a website that lists uh, grocery chains by market cap size? Uh, none that I'm aware of, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's the internet. There's websites for just about everything. Oh, nope. I'd have to buy that report, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> buy um, it off on your taxes as a business expense. Yeah. Taxes are complicated. Yeah. I, I just don't see... Uh, I think uh, yeah. Kroger is, uh, I'm sure Bezos is, is, you know, thinking about this and understands the implications of this and he's got a plan for it, but I don't know what. Well, Kroger's big. I think Kroger is actually the biggest grocery market, like well, specific grocery it's... chain. Uh, I think Whole Foods is second and I think Safeway is third, if I'm reading this report correctly. So what are they getting out of it? It's, I say, it's gotta do, it's gotta be something with Amazon Fresh. Amazon Fresh, Amazon Pantry. Yeah. It's gotta be. But what? I agree with you. I, I firmly believe that. But what are they getting out of it? 
What are they getting out of it that they couldn't do on their own? How is spending $13 billion cheaper than just doing it on your own? It's got to be something with the fresh food infrastructure of some kind. Right. So like the contact with all the farms. Yeah, it's probably the, the contact with this, the contact with the farmers and distributors. But, and you've already got Whole Foods in physical locations, so they don't actually have to worry about buying and rolling out brick and mortar buildings. But again, they already they, have brick and mortar buildings. They don't have the distribution. They can get the food, but then what? I don't know. Amazon's working on drones. Whole Foods there's, drones. There's Whole Food drones. There you go. Whole Food Amazon drones are going to take your Whole Foods asparagus water and um deliver it directly to your house okay that's that's, the other that's the best that i got speaking of of amazon brick and mortar stores how what what is amazon's kind of um stance been on other people's brick and mortar stores um what would amazon like you to do when you go into someone else's store uh use your amazon app to scan a upc and find out if it's cheaper on amazon right so Amazon has brick and mortar stores. Yes. And has learned the fact that people are now trained to do this. Yep. Which when Amazon didn't have brick and mortar stores was great. But now that Amazon has brick and mortar stores, they're like, wait, why are you scanning our stuff and then walking out? <laughs> the tides have turned. And people are like, well, it's cheaper here. Like, but, but you can't do that. You came to the store. So Amazon filed a patent for a system. Where in their Wi-Fi network, so if you, you have to be using the in-store Wi-Fi, if you start scanning their products and looking for them online, it will take preventative measures. So I walk into the Amazon store, I pick up an item, and I scan the barcode, and it can do multiple things. First, it can look ahead and say, is this cheaper here than at other places? And if so, yeah, sure, show it to them. Let them see. If not, redirect the website. Like, like prevent them from seeing hmm. or even call over a sales associate <laughs> bring a worker over huh oh just so you want no uh there are 431 physical stores across the country for yep. um whole foods. foods yeah i saw it but really they're blocking <laughs> block you from they're gonna block you from doing the thing that made them big now, mind you, this is just a Wi-Fi network provided and located within a store. Right. So all you got to do is just... There is there is a question of, like, net neutrality. Are they allowed to do that? I guess technically they don't count as an ISP in that case. I don't know. That's... <laughs> I feel like Amazon's like, well, you know, people could start doing this against us. So let's... Uh... Let's let's block it now. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But I'm I'm still not sure about, like, the ethics of that. All right. What else we got, Andy? Uh, speaking of food, turns out scientists have done a study on trying to combat jet lag okay. and other sort of, you know, like third shift working, that sort of thing there where you're, you're, your clock's off of... The, the clock around you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems that uh, changing what time you eat your meals at... Well, wouldn't you have to? I mean, like, that's... You're going to, right? You're like, oh, I just flew like eight hours and now I'm in four hours previous time zone. Well, it's only two o'clock here, but I'm kind of hungry for dinner, so I'm going to go have my last meal of the day, right? That's not what happens. Did you see the CGP Grey video about the the time lag? 
I think and so. how he handled it. He had to go uh, to Vegas for a weekend. Okay. Well, he lives in England. Yeah, no, that's a bit off. Yeah. That's that's a little off. And so, like, that would normally kind of kick your ass if that was your, your jet lag. And so what he did is he maintained his sleep schedule. He, he left England but kept the time zone. And so he went to bed when he was supposed to go to bed and he woke up when he was supposed to wake up. And when he came back, he was fine. He was still on England time. Okay, so the second to the left paragraph kind of gives the 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 crux of the uh, study that they did. So existing advice for jet lag and shift work often hinges around controlling light exposure to help you adjust your quote-unquote master clock. Uh, our findings imply that changing meal times as well as light exposure may help your master and peripheral clocks shift at the same speed. This would reduce de- desynchronization of the body's clocks and so could reduce health, reduce health problems. So the the master clock of day-night cycles kind of controls your other clocks, but now shifting your meal times as well could help them also shift at the same speed. So okay. when you go to Australia, Dave, change your make meal sure times. To, make sure to eat when you're supposed to eat. Yeah. I don't think that'll be a problem. Um, July 12th. Yep. This year. My birthday. It's your birthday. Happy, well, will be happy birthday in a month. Yes. Uh, it is also the internet-wide day of action. The internet, my day of action. To save net neutrality. So what I'm hearing is if I go online during my birthday, I'm going to be hit with all of those, you know, blackout screens and contacting Uh, congressmen. They haven't actually said, like, what it's going to look like yet, so I'm not sure. But, you know, if you go on the internet, no. If you go to Amazon, Netflix, Vimeo, Reddit, Pornhub, GitHub... Uh, okay, Cupid, BitTorrent, AdBlock, uh, the Creative Commons website, the EFF website, the ESA website. Uh, oh, sorry, ESA is not listed here. Um, Imgur. Imgur, Patreon, Pantheon, the Open Source Initiative, Nextdoor. Hey, look at that. Uh, the ALA. Slash dot. If you go to any of those websites, you know, those aren't that big, right? It's <laughs> like most of the internet right here. Although I don't see Google's name here. That's a little interesting. Kickstarter. What will happen on July 12th? Here we go. Website, internet users, and online communities will come together to sound the alarm about the FCC's attack on net neutrality. We'll provide tools for everyone to make it super easy for your followers slash visitors to take action. From the SOPA blackout to the internet slowdown, we've shown time and time again that when the internet comes together, we can stop censorship and corruption. Now we have to do it again. God damn it. The problem with this is that there's only two people that really need to actually change their mind. Two people. Yep. Ajit Pai. Yep. And the other Republican FCC commissioner. Do you know who the other Republican FCC commissioner is? I do not. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yes. Commissioner O'Reilly is the other Republican. So it's those two guys. (laughs) Those are the two guys who are going to have to change their opinions. And I have a feeling... That that's probably not going to happen because even after the last, you know, SOPA protests and everything else, after the last net neutrality thing there where everybody did everything and posted the FCC. They, they and still voted. Yet, they still voted yeah. against the net neutrality rules. So it's like, right. okay, what's going to change their mind this time? I don't know. But and I, gotta, I hate being you gotta the try old, something. Yeah, it's the old man cynical part of me, but that's... Well, but you got to try something. Yes, true. And most likely, you know, if you get to the point where, you know, enough constituents complain to their congressmen, then the congressmen who have slightly more 
weight behind it could actually, you know, do something. Yep. So July 12th also is the birth date of uh, Oscar Hammerstein as well. Okay. Why is this website frozen for me? What website? The net neutrality one. There it goes. Hmm. Is John Oliver's website down? The go F- FCC yourself? Yeah. Uh, I think they, they took it down because they closed the public comments. I thought the things opened up again. Oh, it just redirects directly to the FCC page. Oh, mine doesn't work. Oh, yeah, mine took me directly to the FCC page. Yeah, mine mine says that the, uh, yeah, unexpectedly closed the connection. Try again. Nope. Error connection closed. Oh, it's working for me. I wonder if AT&T is pissed. <laughs> Is this site down? Here we go. Check the website. Hold Andy, on. it's not down. I'm telling you, I can go to it. I know, but I want to double check to make sure. <laughs> Sorry, the requested URL caused an error. Yeah, don't know what's going on for you, but it's not down. It's working fine. Hold on, let me let me change my DNS. Unless that's going to muck with... No, it's not. it shouldn't muck with Skype because Skype's on its Andy, own. Andy, Andy, yeah. focus. Okay. Do Focused. that later. Yes. Focus on the show. Show. Got it. Do we have more? <laughs> or do we need to go to the topics, the randoms? Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, Verizon and Yahoo finally settled their uh, correct merger. Verizon has now acquired Yahoo. Officially acquired it for four point five billion. Yep. Marissa Meyer resigned. They've Receiving already started integrating million things. Dollars. Yep. And they've already. Uh, started integrating things yep they they are now uh combine its assets yahoo's assets and aol's assets into a subsidiary called oath yep not to be confused with oauth which is an open authentication form mm, god 23 million she got geez yeah uh supposedly you can hack some mazdas by using a usb drive interesting not surprising if there's a usb drive on the car that connects to the car's computer yep. you're gonna be able to hack it you can play a text-based adventure game on your echo you already could do that really the magic door i don't know what the magic door is i don't have an echo sorry amazon echo magic door so they added another one called colossal cave which was a 1976 adventure game in fact it was the adventure game it was the game that started the entire process so they finally added another magic door to amazon echo yep called colossal cave Wow, they oh they they've added other things to the magic door as well. Cool. I guess at one point you actually have to collect the wizard's wand, and then there's a rabbit egg hunt for Easter that they had. And oh, hmm, I've barely touched this <laughs> magic door. Andy, yeah, I think you posted the wrong article. Which one? Waking up for early for work could be killing you. Click on your jet lag and food article. No, that's the right one. Waking up early for work could quite literally be killing you. Yes. Because they also talk about working shifts outside normal hours as well. Ah, okay. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I didn't write the title. I just linked the article. All right. What's this about Apple? Uh, Apple has been... uh, Normally, Apple's pretty secret about stuff, right? Yeah, well, they try to be. Well, Tim Cook is definitely secret about stuff, right? I mean, for goodness sakes, everybody knew that Apple was coming out with a new iPhone. But Tim Cook says, I don't want to talk about phones that aren't announced. Okay. So... Uh, during a Bloomberg TV interview, he talked about working on um, artificial intelligence for things like cars. It's like, whoa. So he he spilled the bean that Apple's working on, you know, artificial intelligence for their they're, they're working on a self-driving car. And it's official. Tim Cook has said so. So, yeah, but that's also not a surprise. Everyone knew it was coming. Yes, but this one is. 
Well, let me clarify. Anyone who is looking at the industry and is watching Apple knew it was coming. Yes. Right. You and I are both like, oh, I wonder if Apple's working on a driverless car. Of course they're working on a driverless car. We've seen them. You know, all the articles about them applying for public permits for autonomous car prototypes. It's just like, yeah, they're working on an autonomous car, but now it's Tim Cook saying that they're working on an autonomous car. So yeah. uh, speaking of craziness, uh, SpaceX is... Uh, Launch prices have kind of been somewhat announced because um, the Air Force recently released budget estimates for the fiscal year of 2018. So, yeah. um, the uh, basically, they, they people have taken this government number of space launches and kind of broken it down a little bit and found out basically how much a SpaceX launch costs. Ooh, and how much does a SpaceX launch cost? Um, about uh eighty three million dollars or so. How does how much does a non SpaceX cost? Uh, four hundred and twenty two million. Holy shit! It's a fifth. The <laughs> private much, company yeah. is doing it for a fifth. Yes, I'm. I'm just. I know it's one of those things where it's like, wow. Yeah, according to Air Force estimate, the unit cost of a single rocket launch in fiscal year 2020 is 422 million, and the contracts for SpaceX were under 100 million. Which you know, that's that's the military contract. SpaceX for commercial launches uh, sells basic commercial launches of its Falcon 9 rocket for about 65 million. So if you, as a private citizen, wanted to launch something into space, 65 million. Government about 100 million. And the ULA, which is Boeing Lockheed's launches, Mm -hmm. are literally four times as much. Holy crap. That is so... Yeah, they're saying it seems SpaceX is taking a loss or launching at little to no profit to basically undercut the ULA and get more contracts. Yeah. Which is why, you know, SpaceX is working on reusing all of their equipment to basically, you know, increase their profit margin. But wait, if they're doing the launch at a loss, how are they making money even when they sign more of them? If you're signing more of the things that you're taking at a loss, aren't you... Well, they're thinking it's little to no profit, so there might be some money in there, but I think they might be doing it almost as like a marketing thing there, because, you know, SpaceX launches and lands, SpaceX name gets out there, and so then they do the commercial launches for private companies. They charge more. Yeah, they're basically trying to do these lower prices to basically get... um, greater market share okay because like like i said commercial launches are for 65 million it's still not a lot of of um profit there no in the the scheme of things i mean it's 20 million dollars that that is a lot but not when you're considering how much it costs to launch something into space (laughs) that's just things interesting things to think about so all right that's what i wanted to hit so i'm done all right i'll except you're not no it's your review oh right Yes, I had this ahead of time, though. Oh, all set Puzzle up. Puzzle Agent. Puzzle Agent. Puzzle Agent. On my PC. It was a Telltale developed game released back in 2010. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got a Twin Peaks Fargo slash feel to it, but you're a... Um, um, you're you're the FBI or you're the FBI agent Nelson Tethers, the sole member of the Public Research Division of the FBI. Uh, you're you're giving a field assignment that the factory that produces the erasers used by the White House has stopped production, and any attempt to contact the factory are met with bizarre puzzles. So you have to travel to visit the factory in basically northern Minnesota to get it running again, and it's. <laughs> It's a puzzle adventure game. So it's one of those, th- I, I like puzzles. Puzzle games are fun. Mm-hmm. It's got a slightly 
quirky nature because it's like I said, it's got that it's it's got a feel of you know the 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 Fargo right. type of feel where everything's just you know oh don't you know about the thing yeah it's it's definitely got that Fargo vibe that like northern Minnesota. Canadian feel. Yeah, but yeah, no, have you ever, did you ever watch the movie Fargo? I have not watched the movie Fargo, no. But yeah, and it's got, it's got a bit of that Coen Brothers feel to it, so it's, the puzzles, the puzzles are actually quite varied as well. There's a, there's a, you know, some of them are like logic puzzles of you have to, you taking these clues, figure out the order of, you know, things that happened. Some of them are picture clue or like picture puzzles. It's, 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 got a lot of variety of puzzles in there and you know i haven't found any like it's been a couple of cheap puzzles but not of them are uh yeah they got some like jigsaw puzzles mathematic puzzles logic puzzles have you ever played the professor layton games andy no but i want to okay <laughs> it's, if i was gonna say like it sounds like it's, it's almost professor layton set in yeah. Fargo. yes no that also would yeah no that yeah yes you are correct <laughs> Okay, so that's the way to think of this game, is it's Professor Layton set in Fargo. Yes. Although you've never played a Professor Layton game. But yeah, no, I've seen enough of the Professor Layton games. To know that this is similar to that. Yeah. Okay. Just like also Professor Layton, you get three hints if you need them. I haven't needed them yet, but... You've been uh, playing a, a board game called Time Stories, by the way. Oh, I've heard about that. And yeah. if you want puzzles, holy shit, man, this thing's full of puzzles. What did I see when we were at Barnes and Noble the other day? It was because um, you know those escape rooms are big things now, right? Yeah. Um, they had uh, basically an escape room in a box where they had escape room type puzzles, and you know that you they have a little box that has an hour countdown on it, and you have mm-hmm. to find the three keys and the three codes in order to actually get you know the box to stop. Box. So it's cute. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a take home escape room. I have some friends who went to an escape room. And three, it was four people in the room. Three of them were trying to solve all the puzzles. One of them walked over to the lock at the end and just started brute forcing it because it was a combination lock. Oh, geez. And the password was like one, two, three, four. And so she just brute forced it. And so they won in record time. You see, the one that we went to, which I could I could review that later. Should I review that next time? No, nope. right. nope, because you know, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> don't don't give me spoilers. All right. But ours is you actually had to find a document before leaving. Cool. So if you didn't find the document, then, you know, even if we brute force the, the lock at the end, yep. we would still lose because we didn't have the document in hand. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, that's that. That was the one thing I liked about that one is you couldn't you couldn't brute force your way out. <laughs> so, yeah, Puzzle Agent, it's like I said, it's, you know, seven years old now. And we see what the price is on Steam at the moment. Five dollars. I have no idea. I was guessing. Uh I'm looking that up. Oh, I don't have it on Steam because I got it Lies. through good old games. Lies. I got it through good old games. I forgot about that. Let's see what it is on GOG. Um, right now it's on sale for a dollar. Oh. You can oh, buy Puzzle cheap. Agent and Puzzle Agent 2 for $3. What? They're, they're normally, according to good old games, uh, $5 and $10. So, there, yeah, right now you can, <laughs> if you're quick... You can pick up both the games for under three bucks. So, all right. Well, that is that then. Yep, Random to see, topic. Yeah, I'm checking to see if they're on uh, Puzzle Agent right now. Yeah, five dollars and ten dollars uh, on Steam. Is there another place where they're cheaper? Let's see. Right, like I, I said, mean, right cheaper now. They're on good old games. Yeah. What was that one website? Was that shoot? What was that? 
I used to have that on my quick bar. Cheap Shark. There it is. Have you ever gone to CheapShark.com? No, I have not. You should go to CheapShark.com. No, not Cheek Shark. No, cheap. Cheap. CheapShark.com. Well, that's neither here nor there right now. Okay. Um, random Well, you topic. were talking about other places where you could purchase it for cheap, yeah. and Cheap Shark compares all the online stores. Looks like it's $10.00. <laughs> Everywhere for Puzzle Agent 2, Puzzle Agent, $5 everywhere else except for Good Old Games right now. It's on sale. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, Puzzle Agent 2, $1.99 on Good Old Games. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, Random topic. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Best OK Go music video. So their breakout video and song was the the treadmill one. Yes. Here we go again. Yep. Right. That's the one that like made them newsworthy and got tons of attention was like, there's a really cool song. It's it's a hip song. And then it was like the cheapest music video ever because it was just eight treadmills. But it was really cool. Like it was it was dancing on the treadmills. Right. Using something in a way uh, that that you wouldn't have expected. So what, uh, that's, that's one of the big ones. Yes. Um, there was another one with dogs, white knuckles. Have you seen white knuckles? Uh, I have not seen white knuckles. That one may be in, I mean, it's, it's, so I have three in mind that, that I'm, that are in contending for the top space. There's white knuckles, which is okay. Go with dogs. There's here we go again, which is okay. Go with treadmills and this too shall pass, which is a Rube Goldberg machine. I haven't seen any of the other ones, so I can't tell, like I I can't use those. I can't say they're my favorites. Uh, evidently upside down and inside out was they did it during the vomit comet. Yes. Well, it wasn't the actual, it it was a, it was a Russian airlines version of the vomit comet. So yeah, they did that. But they shot it effectively in zero G. Yeah, um, they also did the "This Too Shall Pass" marching band video. Yeah, but but the the, the Rube Goldberg machine was better. Rube Goldberg is going to be better than the marching band. No offense to marching bands. I love marching bands. Um, what was the one they did with the Chevy car? Uh, needing slash getting was they were actually using the car to play instruments. And actually, for a bit there, actually, uh, um, yeah, it's playing over a thousand instruments as the car drove through a short desert track. At one point, they actually had the car, like, hitting pianos, and the, the entire piano was tuned to one note. What? Just, you know, different octaves. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was... Um, the writings on the wall was pretty good, because that was a lot of optical illusions. Um, I'm, I don't know. I, I still think White Knuckles might actually be the, the best. Which is the one that I have not actually seen yet. <laughs> Oh, no. It's so cute. It's so cute because there's just a bunch of dogs, and they're so well-trained, but they're all dogs, and they're just running around during the entire thing. Ooh, I have to see. There's one where OK Go uh, shot in 223 takes over two days. The video chronicles NPR Music's move to a new office. OK Go begins to play All Is Not Lost in the old office and continues the same song while traveling with the furniture as it is shelved, transported, and reassembled in NPR's new office. That's really cool. Uh, I'm going to send you one that I haven't seen before, and I think we should pause right now and watch it. Um, guessing you're going to send me I Won't Let You Down? Maybe? Nope. Nope. I sent it to you over... There you go. Oh, the Muppets theme song. Yeah. I've I seen that. I have seen this. I, I have well, seen this one. Well, wait. You've seen that, so you go look up White Knuckles. <laughs> Three-minute break. Find the white knuckles video. There we go. Okay, go dog. All right, well that was a fun little break. Yep. Uh, all right, so Muppet Show one is is definitely not my top. No, I think white knuckles. I 
might have to do the uh, the optical illusion one. What did I say that one was? I don't remember. That would involve me listening to you. <laughs> oh, I think that's the writing on the wall. No, the writing on the I wall so. is the Rube Goldberg. Nope, that's this two shall pass. Oh yeah, so the writing on the wall is the uh, the optical, optical illusion one. So yes, yep. that's what I want. All right. The answer is they're pretty much all great. Yes. So all right, one, neat things. So well, there, there you go, go ladies and gentlemen. And with that, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.